This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode 66. This is the show where we get to interview today's top restaurant and pizza experts and entrepreneurs, and also teach you what's working in social media with the podcast, the live shows every Monday night over on Blab at 8 p.m. Eastern time, the courses, the mastermind group, and everything that we do over on the blog at smartpizzamarketing.com. Go check that out. Today's episode, super excited about, but before we get into that, We've created a free social media checklist, a list of everything that you need to do on a weekly basis for all the social media channels that we think you should be working. So you can find that on the main page at smartpizzamarketing.com. Download that as a free checklist. Go check that out. Today's episode, we talk about pizza and insurance. You know, this is really a marketing show, but I want to bring you information that will help you not only grow your business, but in your business. So I, I, talk, I reached out to someone who specializes in insurance for pizzerias. Um, he doesn't sell a lot of stuff on his product in this episode, but he is available if you do need him and he gives his information in it. But it's not a selling of his information, uh, his insurance services. It's just more of an information show about insurance that you need or you maybe you don't know you need. And, you know, it was good for me because I don't know a lot about the insurance for the pizza industry. Um, but it was good to get his knowledge and his background when it comes to working with big chains and what they require for delivery insurance and workers comp and all that other stuff. So that's what this episode's about. It's only about 20 minutes long. So let's just get right into it with Brian from Pizza Assurance. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Pumped to have Brian from a unique company, uh, Pizza Assurance. I found this on the web and I thought that it would be great info for all you pizza operators out there. So I reach out to Brian. Brian Marblestone is actually going to be coming on with us right now and answering some insurance questions. So, hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing great, Bruce. Thanks for thanks for having us. No problem. Thanks for uh, joining me today. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Brian, and uh, how you got started with the with the pizza insurance thing. Definitely, definitely. So, um, my name again is Brian Marblestone from the Stratton Agency, which is the agency that uh, has a specialty program focusing on pizzerias with delivery, and that is Pizza Assurance. Um, Stratton Agency is a best practices agency. There's only 13 of those in California and only a couple hundred in the United States, so we're really proud of that. Um, and we have a large focus on the hospitality industry. Uh, the food delivery business is growing rapidly, but markets for ensuring that type of exposure is far behind. And, and we've witnessed firsthand the problems of the industry and are committed to a better, more efficient uh, risk management approach. Cool. When you say best practice agency, what, what exactly is that for anybody not familiar? So best practices uh, basically um, is an award that uh, comes through every, I think it's three years, they they you turn in your audit, um, and uh, based on the performance of your agency per employee and your efficiencies, um, you are awarded with uh, the title of best practices. Gotcha. So you're one of uh, only a handful of companies that have that uh, title. Correct. We have the latest and greatest uh, agency management systems. Uh, we're employing all sorts of technology to help uh, the the efficiencies of all of our clients, and um, you know we just take everything we do everything the way it's supposed to be done. Is basically the bottom line. Great. And, uh, you know, owning a pizzeria or a restaurant is obviously challenging in its own ways. And then when it comes to the insurance aspect of it, it can be even more challenging. What, what made, uh, who started this, uh, this part of the company and what made them start that? Definitely. Um, in, uh, let's see, 2014, there was an opportunity that uh, came our way. And, and basically what we saw was the leading players in, in the pizzeria with delivery industry were doing business a certain way. Um, and it was working, uh, but it wasn't working to the best of what we thought could could possibly happen 
if you actually take it to the next step. A lot of the things that they were doing were kind of archaic um, and were, you know worked in the past, but as you know technology grows, you got to grow with it. Um, and that's really one of the areas where we come in and bring a lot of value is in the technology aspect. Um, basically, from 2014 on, we've taken what the major players in this industry have done and have taken it a step further using technology to uh, enhance our efficiencies. One of the main aspects, which I'm sure we'll get into, is driver compliance. Yeah. Um, and basically, the notifications that were going out in the past were reactive. You would receive a notification when your driver is out of compliance. Right. Well, that is not going to be as, you know, for an insurance perspective, you want to be known before that so that you can, um, you know, be proactive and make sure that you're in compliance with the policy. So that's one of the main things that we did. And, and we basically took everything that was in, in force already and, and took it another step uh, into the 21st century. Yeah, I love technology. You know, I'm a, I'm a marketing guy and a social media guy, and I, I don't I don't know too much about the insurance um, industry, but I do know that just like every other industry, stuff uh, moves a little bit slowly. And you guys sound like you move pretty quick. Definitely, uh, you have to be proactive in this space as opposed to being reactive. That's kind of one of the key uh, terms that we use. Uh, because from an insurance perspective, it's going always going to be more cost efficient for you to be proactive than it is to be reactive. Exactly. What is the number one question? You know, you, I'm sure you get inquiries all the time. What's the number one question that most of the inquiries ask you? I would say the number one question is, can you save me money on my insurance? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my number one answer to that is, well, how safe are you? Uh, right. How how safe has? What do you have a culture of safety in your organization? Um, you know, what's your claims history like? Have you had claims in the past? Because those are definitely going to make your pricing do things that I can't control. Um, but what we try to Im implement with anybody who comes to us, whether or not they have a clean safety record um, or they have a spotted safety record with a lot of incidents on it, um, you always want to implement our services, implement our safety meetings, our topics, um, our practices and procedures, and, and all of it is designed to help minimize and avoid risk, which in then will turn out in clean loss histories and additional credits that you can get with carriers to hopefully keep the pricing in line. Right. And um, is there a difference between the delivery aspect of the insurance and the non-delivery aspect of the insurance? Yes, definitely. There are two different uh, policies that are going to kind of cover you from a liability aspect and that is your general liability for slip, trip, and falls in the restaurant, uh, protecting you from anything uh, from personal injury, property damage, whatever might occur uh, at the restaurant. And then you have your delivery exposure, which from the insurance company's perspective is the number one priority uh, when it comes to insuring a pizzeria with delivery. That's the biggest risk uh, to the insurance companies from their perspective is a delivery driver, 23 years old, driving his own car on behalf of the business. Uh, there's a liability there. And that's, that's really where we see uh, the most pain, uh, but also where we see the most opportunity to be able to provide a solution to kind of re relieve that pain and, and, and keep your premiums in line. Now, is there a difference between um, a delivery driver using a company car and then using their own? There is. Uh, the company car, most of the time you're going to have a, 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 fixed, a fixed rate based on the car, right? So they'll take into account the year, make, and model of the vehicle uh, when it comes into rating it. Uh, how much it's worth. When you have employees using their own car, 
from a from the insurance side, the business can insure a vehicle that it doesn't own. You can't insure anything that you don't own. So what you're insuring then is the potential damage that could be done uh, to a third party in the case that the delivery driver who's driving on behalf of your business uh, gets into an accident, causes property damage or bodily injury to somebody else. Well, that person can come back and then sue you for for their injuries or you know to recoup for right. it. Um, and that's where your non-owned auto liability policy is going to come into play. And a lot of times we see people who don't carry the non-owned auto policy think that their delivery driver's personal insurance is going to be enough. Uh, but we time and time again see that that's not the case. Now, why is that that they don't think they need it? Well, everyone's got their own insurance, right? The, the, a lot of times business owners say, well, my delivery drivers have their own insurance policy. I, why do I need one? And the answer to that is, twofold. One, uh, most of the time your delivery drivers don't have sufficient limits to protect a lawsuit. Um, doesn't, you know, you don't have, you don't have to cost $10 million worth of damage to be sued for $10 million. Right. Um, things can escalate quickly when you get legal fees and, uh, hospital bills and everything like that. Uh, so number one, there's probably not a sufficient limit on the delivery driver's insurance policy. And number two, uh, the delivery driver's insurance policy oftentimes will deny a claim based on a business use exclusion in the personal auto policy of the delivery driver. So if a delivery driver has a personal auto policy and there is a business use exclusion in that policy, which is common, um, a lot of times the business owner is left on the hook for uh, all of the liability damages. And what could possibly happen if you don't have insurance and you, in, uh, to cover that? Yeah, you can force the sale of your business, bottom line. Um, you know, to, to be able to cover your liabilities, uh, the costs involved, you know, it can it can put a it can be number one detrimental to your business, and in worst case scenario, you may have to sell the business just to, you know, stay out of debt. Wow, so that's a huge risk. It is the number one liability from an insurance company's perspective, no now, doubt. Have you seen that happen? Where not necessarily, you know, uh, people having to sell their business, but have you had, you know, people make claims and then they've been drastically underinsured? Um, we try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, you know, we, we have seen it in the past where uh, someone will come to us and say, Hey, I, I ha just had this claim. I didn't know I needed the coverage and, and, you know, I'm really hurting because of it. I need to get the coverage now. Um, but no, I, I don't think we've had a case when any of our clients where, where they've been grossly uninsured. I'm sure it's happened in the past. Um, you, you basically will just have no coverage and, and have to get your own defense to try to minimize whatever they're asking for. Um, and it just becomes very costly and you, you want someone on your side helping you out and right. that happens as opposed to going it yourself. So I'm sure you get a lot of, you said your number one question is someone comes to you and they say, Hey, I want to save money. So there has to be a happy medium between having enough insurance and not paying for insurance that you don't need. So how do you know how much insurance you need so that you're not paying, you know, wasting money on being overinsured, but you're not underinsured. So you can risk, you know, losing your business if something happens. Very good question. Very good question. A lot of times uh, we work with multiple franchises nationally. We're the preferred broker for over 17 franchises nationally. And most of the franchises have their own uh, requirements as far as what, it, what are the baseline policies that are required in the franchise agreement. So you sign the franchise agreement to open the store. You say, I'm going to have general liability. You're always going to need general liability. Uh, most of the time, your landlord's going to require that. Then you want to have commercial property coverage. Um, to protect the equipment that is used in your restaurant, 
uh, your business personal property, and a lot of times those are combined on what's called a business owner's policy. So your GL and your property will be com combined on your business owner's policy, sometimes shortened up to referred to as a BOP. Okay. Um, and those are you're gonna everyone's gonna need one of those, and you can pretty much go to any carrier will be able to find a business owner's policy. Uh, then you have workers' compensation, which you'll definitely need. Most states require you to have workers' compensation. Uh, it's required by law, um, and you, you have your statutory limits per state. At the Peach Assurance Program, we say make sure you have million-dollar limits on your workers' compensation policies. Some states only require 100,000 uh, limits for bodily injury, but we, we recommend at least some, the, the most you can get is a million-dollar limit. Um, that way you protect yourself fully from any type of injury. And then uh, last but not least is that hired a non-owned auto policy like we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, those are kind of your three core lines that you really need. And, and for a comprehensive uh, insurance program, you know, you want to have, in addition to that, a commercial umbrella policy to go over the top of all the policies I just mentioned, providing you even extra limits. And then, of course, you have employment practices liability and cyber liability policies, which we're seeing to become more and more common. Uh, and we definitely recommend those uh, to, to provide you with a comprehensive insurance package. Those three ones that I just mentioned are kind of the maybe what you were saying too as well. I don't want to have too much insurance. From my perspective, you can never have too much insurance. Now just you can tell on that. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're looking for just your core three lines, you're gonna have your business owner's policy, your workers' compensation, and your non-owned auto. Those are three lines that you absolutely must have. And does that go based on so if you're a pizzeria, you you know you work week to week based on sales. Does that have anything to do with how much insurance you should have? Yeah, typically um, a good kind of basis for for your budget at least for your insurance is you kind of budget anywhere from two to five percent of your total annual uh sales gross or as net? uh gross okay uh, of what you should kind of project as your insurance budget depending on you know your risk tolerance level yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's kind of where we see uh a good target to be at um depending on you know your operation okay so obviously the the less claims that you have and the safe, the safer, safer your shop is, the cheaper your insurance will be. So how can someone, you know, like you said, your company likes to be on the offensive, not the defensive. How can someone be offensive and make sure that they're, you know, running a safe shop and, you know, get those claims to not happen rather than wait for them to happen and then fix it later? So number one thing um, that where it all starts is it all starts at the top. No matter how big your operation is, if it's one location, two locations, 20 locations, if management um, and the ownership group are on are on board with safety and, and a culture of uh, compliance, then it'll trickle down to the remainder of the employees who are who are employed and, and keep everybody uh, kind of in a direction of where everybody wants to go from the top. The top really has to take a, a leadership position in it and get everybody to buy in because it's them at the end of the day who's going to be, you know, profiting off this by keeping their premiums down. So you got to have, you got to be involved from the management side. You got to uh, want to do it, not just say you're going to do it. You got to actually want to do it and, and follow through with it. Uh, some of the things that we provide uh, to our insurance, which are free costs are safety meeting topics for 36 months worth of safety meeting topics where uh, we have developed uh, topics based on claims we see, um, based on the high-risk activities involved with the restaurant operation, and uh, we basically give you a sign-up sheet with the topic, and each month, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, everybody sits down and goes over a safety meeting topic. 
and they all signed in to say they were there and they all acknowledged that they were there and they were participating. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science, right? It's um, things that are pretty common sense, but uh, you'll be, you'll be amazed at how, how much it helps to just go over it as a refresher. So it's fresh at the top of everybody's mind, as opposed to something they're kind of, you know, just trying to get the job done instead right. of trying to get it jo- the job done safely. And now you give them what to say, like uh, ideas or, you know, like a post or like the topics of what to go over during that meeting. Yes. Uh, oh. it's basically one page, you know, uh, three, four paragraphs, um, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. Um, and you, you have everybody sign in and, and, uh, you have a brief discussion off the topic that it was given. You know, you, you apply it to your restaurant and say, okay, so uh, we want to make sure that these chemicals are marked and controlled and, and put in a safe space. How does that apply to ours? Go over to our, you know, uh, spot that stores this stuff and make sure that everything's, you know, you apply what we've said and, and try to use it in your own operation. Gotcha. So kind of you give them the brief outline of what, you know, how to, the main idea of it, and then they have to kind of, use it in their business for that particular topic. Correct. And a pizzeria with delivery, mostly if you're a franchise, you, you mostly have all the same uh, risks and, and the same um, you know, liabilities that you have to be aware of. And that's what's great about a, a program business is we can kind of, it's a one size fits all for a lot of our stuff. Um, and, and it really helps a, a broad number of people. So you don't have to be a franchise though to use your company? No, not at all. But you can get the benefit of you. You as a company deal with a lot of franchises, so you know what the, you know what the technical terms that they like to use because they're obviously big businesses. So that you can use that and help the little guy. Exactly. And you asked me the question about well, how much insurance do I need? And you know, if you're a franchise, I can tell you exactly how much insurance you need just to be in compliance with your franchise requirements. Right. If you're not, I can tell you well, uh, based on a similar exposure, you know, someone who's put a lot of they've done this over and over and over again. This is what they think you need. Uh, so it, it helps to have that franchise uh, background. Gotcha. All right. So now let's, we've talked about delivery drivers a little bit. We've talked about an overview of insurance. Now let's break it down to inside the four walls. You know, uh, Billy and Susie are inside the shop there and Billy maybe takes it a little bit too far and, uh, you know, Susie gets upset. How does the owner deal with a situation like that? Uh, when you talk, you're talking about like maybe horseplay in the in the workplace, something yeah, like that. Yeah, horseplay, like a little bit, maybe like she feels like she was harassed a little bit. You know, how how does the owner? What's his responsibility when it comes to that? Great question, great question. Um, we we're seeing more and more of this growing, and these are one of the coverages that I mentioned as far as a comprehensive insurance program. A lot of times, people will think anything related to my worker, whether you know, w- workers' compensation is designed to cover anything that happens to my worker. Um, you know, any injury that they have. And that's true, but it's physical injury. It's bodily injury, uh, harassment, uh, discrimination, things of that nature are not covered under your workers' compensation policy. There may be a small amount of coverage under your business owner's policy, uh, but really what we recommend is an employment practices liability policy. And uh, just to give you a, pr- a brief overview of that, that's going to provide coverage to your to you as the employer against claims made by an employee alleging discrimination, uh, whether that's sexual discrimination, race discrimination, age discrimination, um, wrongful termination, harassment, sexual harassment, like you were saying, uh, your business is at risk from the moment you interview a prospective employee. Um, from, like you mentioned, uh, horseplay in the, in, the, in the restaurant, that's going to that's going to be under your employment practice liability policy and if a employee or former employee comes back and says 
hey, this happened, uh, you know, manager was uh, assaulting me or hitting on me and I was refusing him and he kept coming on to me um, and they bring a lawsuit against you, whether or not their claims are factual, you're going to need to defend yourself to make sure that you don't have to pay it off. Right. Um, so this employment practice liability coverage is going to help come to defend um, regardless of the payout, there's coverage for the payout, but also for the defense, which is one thing that, you know, it's kind of an un unforeseen cost that people run into. Yeah. I don't um, think that they think about the, they might think of if they win the case, Hey, great. I don't have to pay anything, but there's obviously added expenses to hiring an attorney and going to court and losing, you know, work, work time and all that stuff. Definitely. And, and I just say this, uh, your total annual premium, you're going to cover that total annual premium with the discrimination lawyer in about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you pay, you pay a yearly premium, um, depending on the size or how many employees you have, uh, you look at a one-time payment and you're covered for the year. Um, and you have a million dollar limit most of the time. So, uh, the employment practice liability is something that we're seeing as a growing needed coverage. Uh, franchisees aren't requiring it yet. Um, but that along with cyber liability are two coverages in the future that, that we see a, a huge need for. Right. All right, Brian, anything that I missed that you see, you get a lot of questions for that maybe I didn't ask you about. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of covered uh, all the stuff that, uh, is kind of the broad overview. Most of these things, uh, are kind of one-off questions. Yeah. Even if you are a franchise, you have different uh, things going on in your area. So, um, you know, we're happy to accommodate. We, we are a national program, so we're very familiar with uh, most of the areas uh, that we need we need to be to make sure that we're we're covering all our bases. And you cover all of the U.S. Correct. We're in 47 out of 50 states. I believe we're having an issue in uh, New Hampshire and Virginia right now, but uh, 47 out of 50 states at this time. So, and where can people find you if they want more information or they want to say hi or anything like that? Our website http uh, slash slash pizzaassurance.com p-i-z-z-a-s-u-r-a-n-c-e is the website uh, and there's a whole host of information on there uh, we didn't get into much of the delivery driver compliance software or the online policy management access but a lot of that information is available on our website and uh, really encourage people to go there for more information and is that information in the in the form of like blog posts we have a monthly uh, newsletter that's going out. Um, yep. We have uh, a demo that you can actually click on and kind of get a brief overview of, of what we're talking about when we talk about digital delivery driver compliance. Um, and if you'd like, you can even schedule a demonstration for uh, a screen sharing where we actually get in-depth and show you individual um, policy management tools and driver compliance software in more detail. All right, great. So that's uh, pizzaassurance.com. So it's pizza and then S-U-R-A-N-C-E.com, all one word. That's right. All right, thanks, Brian. Great stuff, man. Great info. All right, Bruce, I appreciate it, and um, I hope to hear from everybody soon. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope that was full of information for you. If you want to go to the website, uh, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash 66, uh, you can get all the links for that, everything that we mentioned in this episode right over there. This episode is brought to you by The Pizza Saver. How do you stand out amongst all your competition? You stop ser serving and delivering soggy, wet pizza. And The Pizza Saver helps you do that. It's a black plastic thing that sits on the bottom of the box, separates the pizza from the box, and lets all that grease and moisture not 
get stuck to the bottom of the pizza to make it a real soggy mess. So head over to thepizzasaver.com or check out the interview I did with Ed from The Pizza Saver on the blog at smartpizzamarketing.com. Also, don't forget, we do a live show on Blab every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Sometimes we'll have a guest on. Sometimes it'll be me and a co-host talking about a particular marketing topic. You can find that blog at smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash blab. That's B-L-A-B. And that is at 8 p.m. Eastern time every Monday night. Now, if you have any questions, shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com, whether it be about a topic you want us to cover, a guest you think we should have on, or just any general marketing topic that you want me to have answer for you, I can do that. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is the email address for that. And that's it, guys. We'll see you Monday night or next week for the podcast episode.